Lumos. Hello, friends. Welcome back to Shell Cottage Radio. I'm your host, Ezra, a.k.a. Bill, also known as Sir Ezra the Watchful, History of Magic Professor, the Flannel Wizard, obviously, yours truly, me. Please welcome your lovely design witch, the fascination of fourth year, and my wonderful co-host, and yours, Lottie, a.k.a. Fleur. Einen wunderschönen guten Tag. Frohe Weihnachten nochmal und ein gesundes neues Jahr. Happy New Year. Come in, make yourself at home in our beautiful little cottage on the outskirts of Tinworth. This is episode number 72 of Shell Cottage Radio, and this week we will talk about chapter 15 of Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban, the Quidditch Final. Today we have some smaller cottage ketchup and some more British Christmas trivia with Bill. Then we dive headfirst into the summary and our chapter discussion. Let's go, let's go, let's go. What's going on in a cottage today? Yeah, yeah. Okay, I want to say something. Go ahead, say it. Uh, Last week, or last chapter, we talked about... Hermione and that we love Hermione and this chapter is like this crazy day for Hermione Mm -hmm, mm because she's mm -hmm. going through a rough time right now right right and I just want to say how much yeah I really appreciate her character and how much everyone loved her when we first got into Harry Potter I was like in fourth fifth grade a little bit earlier but that's when really among most kids Harry Potter became so popular that we would play it during recess Outside, we would just play Harry Potter. And every girl wanted to be Hermione, of course. Yeah, yeah. And I remember my friend, Manya, and I, We every time we started a new school year, we were, like, going to be, like, Hermione this time. I don't know, like, to do all the homework and get ahead and read all the books before we even get to the chapters in the books and, mm-hmm, and you know, the mm-hmm. textbooks. And we're just so motivated. And then the school year came, and we are like, yep, we turn more into Ron and Harry again. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> it was all fine. We still were but, doing really well at school, but it's like, loved her because her determination and drive and, and yeah, yeah. She's, she cares about her friends. She's smart and strong. And yeah, just yeah. just a shout out to Hermione as a character. Yeah, I think her, yeah, that's, that's cool to hear because she's a, a role model. She's an inspiration. And even that inspiration might have carried you into the first couple months of the school year. Yeah. Like you said. And then, you okay, did. you dip back in. But I mean... <laughs> It, you know, it, maybe if you didn't start off like that, you'd be far off. You'd be far worse. Who That's knows? That's true. Maybe. So. <laughs> You're right. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Anything cool going on in your life? I mean, we technically, when you you guys hear this episode, we're probably already back from Germany, or we're just traveling back. So we'll uh, in two best episodes from now, two episodes from now, we'll talk a little bit more about oh gosh, how. Germany what if I was, predicted but... the future? Oh, tell me, how was Germany? Germany was so good. Like, um, <laughs> we had some. We went to Christmas market. We saw some friends. We made some cookies. I think we had um, something nice and savory for Christmas dinner. Uh, I even know where we had it. We were at your Oma's, so that was fun. <laughs> And um, you're like yeah. you're like Trelawney right now. You're making really bold tr- pr- predictions. Bold, bold. Uh, I believe I'm. I'm. I. I had. Well, I know. I know. I know that uh, I have, I'm going to have great coffee. Yeah. And I'm going to take a trip around our little peninsula island Ooh. area that we walk, and we'll post some oh, pictures yeah. on social media. And uh, yeah, it's gonna be great. So I think the weather is gonna be uh, mild. I think it's sort of. You know, maybe no, I don't think there's going to be any snow. Yeah. No snow. I think it's just going to be real chill, maybe even a little drizzly and rainy. So, yeah. Uh-huh. Question. Yeah. Do you think that, let's say, the Wizarding World is real, which mm. is, it is, right? I mean, of course it is. But um, yeah. are some of our weather people, are they seers? Are they true seers? Well, possibly. <laughs> possibly. Did they say one day, well, you know what? I'm going to go help out these muggles and I'm going to. Yeah. Just uh, tell Predict them the, what the you know what they need to wear. They are predicting. They can't just, that is weird. Right? That is weird that we have in our society someone <laughs> right? who is predicting the future. <laughs> What's going on? Weathermen are predicting and forecasting. <laughs> they're prophets. Uh, uh, weather prophets. Or they're running a business with like a, uh, a fortune teller, and you actually are yeah. able to tell the future. Or you just have fun with it, and you try. Uh, you know, sometimes you probably see a very, uh, I don't know, not so favorable future. And you're just like, yeah. Uh, it's all good. Oh, great. 
<laughs> don't worry about it. You know, I even I got know. just a little, I even got the, the kind of, what do you call it? Like a weird feeling even just saying, oh yeah, I know what's going to happen to us in Germany. I'm like, oh, I know. Like, like don't say anything wrong. Yeah. I hope everything goes well. Tre- really. Trelawney uh, talks about it though. And I believe travel, her. It's a burden. And she, you know, oh, yeah. was like, yeah, sure. It's a burden. Yeah, I know. Like, because in this chapter, we'll learn Hermione leaves for good. That's what she predicted, right? And she's like, yep. yeah, 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 sure, yes, you, yes, of course. Uh, and the, the she hoped that the inner eye was wrong, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or she misinterpreted the sign. Well, and even the fates tell her later on a, about the. the it's final. a burden. It's a burden. Yeah, so. I'm sure it is actually. Yeah. So. Um, All right. Well. What do you got for me? You got, some, you got any trivia questions for me? Because, uh, you know, I've done a bunch of research and I think I can On answer. British Christmas? Yeah, I Okay. Did. Yeah. Okay, then tell me, the day after Christmas, known as Boxing Day, huh? is a public holiday in the UK. What is the historical origin of its name? Is it A, from the sport of boxing, B, related to the giving of boxes to service workers, or C, named after a famous battle? It is named after a famous battle correct is that your final answer final answer yeah it's not it's not the historical origin of the name boxing day is b related to the giving of boxes to service (gasps) workers it refers to the tradition of giving christmas boxes to uh, containing money or gifts to service workers and tradespeople as a thank you for good service throughout the year how could it be something so so regular you know i'm always just thinking everything over there in in uh in, in yeah just has to be related to something historical has oh you mean like in europe and great britain yeah i'm always like just thinking in terms of the no. history lens but sometimes we're honestly simple didn't know folks didn't know so boxing yeah. day really just has to do with boxes yeah we uh cool. learned something new Number two, a staple of British Christmas dinners is the Christmas pudding. What is traditionally hidden inside the pudding that is said to bring good luck to the person who finds it? Um, is it a thimble? Like a for your for your thumb? No? Nine. Okay. Nine. Is it a um a a, a, a some sort of a pound? Is it one yeah. of Yeah. Is it really? Almost. Is so one of their a pence? Traditionally, a silver coin like a sixpence is hidden inside the Christmas pudding. It is said to be uh, to bring good luck to the person who finds it in their serving. Wow. This practice dates back to the Victorian era and is well loved part is a well loved part of the Christmas meal. Uh, does it bring good luck to the person who swallows it too? Or yeah, bites it like <laughs> I, that's kind of scary. <laughs> if you're from Britain and uh, can you let us know is that still a thing? Is it a common thing do that people accidentally that? swallow that? Like. Holy smokes. How big is a sixpence? Did you know, I coin. think there are kids who sometimes accidentally swallow like, you know, no, that's like added. pennies and stuff. I would be scared to bite into my, um, what is it? The pudding. Especially if it's smaller. Yeah, I, 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 would, uh, I would be. Mm-mm. And no. also, do you bake it in? Like, is it being baked in with I, all the others? I don't know. <laughs> so I, many questions. Oh, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> don't I, know. I have a bonus question for you. Oh, no. It's kind of like a more funny one. What is it? Okay. Uh, what do British cats say at Christmas? Is it a Maui Christmas, Per Noel, or Feline Navidad? Feline Navidad. <laughs> All three are really funny. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. Which one? That's great. I, I think it's the first one. It is. It's Meowy Christmas. Playful Meowie take Christmas. on the comic phrase "Merry Christmas." Oh, that's so cute. <laughs> yeah, so I thought that was cool. Yeah, Lottie loves cats. In case I you guys know. didn't know, don't know if we've mentioned yeah. that here before. Go Crookshanks. Go Crookshanks. Sorry, scabbers, but you're but not right. sorry. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. Okay. Well, all right, friends. With that, um, let's dive into the Quidditch final. Chapter 15, The Quidditch Final Hermione has received a letter from Hagrid about the final appeal for Buckbeak, who has been scheduled for execution. This news casts a shadow over the trio, as they grapple with the injustice facing the Hippogriff. At the same time, the severity of this verdict brings the three closer together again. Ron and Hermione forget about their dispute, and Ron promises to help prepare for the appeal this time. It's their last hope to save Buckbeak. 
The three do their best to comfort and encourage Hagrid whenever they get a chance to talk to him during care of magical creature lessons. Malfoy, on the other hand, is being absolutely disgusting towards Hagrid, calling him pathetic because he can't hide his tears anymore when he walks away from the class. That does it. Hermione slaps Malfoy right in the face. Harry and Ron, as well as Crabbe and Goyle, are dumbfounded. Malfoy seems far too surprised and afraid to counter, as Hermione even pulls out her wand. So he makes a run for it, closely followed by his two loyal companions. Still impressed by what had just happened, Ron and Harry enter the charms classroom, thinking Hermione would be right behind them. When they turn around, however, she's gone, and doesn't show up to charms or lunch at all. They find her in the common room, fast asleep with her head resting on top of her books. When Harry and Ron wake her up, she's shocked to find out that she missed charms and claims to have simply forgotten to go. Her behavior keeps getting more and more peculiar. And when Professor Trelawney tells Hermione in divination how much she lacks talent and potential for her subject, Hermione shocks everyone by leaving the classroom for good. The Easter holidays come and go, and the third-year students are all kept busy with an immense load of homework. Harry also attends Quidditch practice every day. The upcoming Quidditch final has the entire Hogwarts student body buzzing with anticipation and house pride. Of course, the Gryffindor team, and especially Oliver Wood, is determined to win the Quidditch Cup, something they haven't been able to achieve in years. The stakes are high for Wood, as it is his final year at Hogwarts, and winning the Cup has been his biggest dream. But for Gryffindor to succeed, they have to beat Slytherin by more than 200 points. As a seeker, a lot of responsibility and pressure rests on Harry's shoulders. His mission is clear. He must catch the snitch at the right time to make sure Gryffindor is up by 50 points when he ends the game. Also, the rivalry between Harry and Malfoy has reached a new climax. Harry is more determined than anyone to win against his archenemy, especially after what he did to Hagrid and Buckbeak. On the day of the match, the atmosphere at Hogwarts is electric, charged with excitement and rivalry. All three houses, Hufflepuff, Ravenclaw, and Gryffindor, are cheering for their team in gold and scarlet. Finally, the players mount their brooms, take off, and an aggressive and action-packed game begins. The Slytherin team is known for their rough play style, and especially in this match, they don't hold back, using every dirty trick to interfere, provoke, and frustrate Gryffindor. However, Gryffindor responds with skill and determination, gradually building a substantial lead. The game is a roller coaster of emotions, with the crowd's reactions mirroring the highs and lows on the pitch. Harry's doing his best to stay focused, but he is forced to wait for Gryffindor to secure a large enough lead before he can actually catch the snitch and end the game. He and Malfoy both have spotted and chased the tiny golden ball a couple of times. One time, Harry almost gets a hold of it at the right time, but Malfoy grabs his firebolt and pulls him back. Gryffindors are outraged and start to lose focus. The tension reaches a climax when Gryffindor scores and is up 60 points, yet Harry spots Malfoy far away diving after the snitch. In a breathtaking moment, Harry accelerates so fast his silhouette turns into a blur to the naked eye. He dodges a bludger, catches up to Malfoy, knocks his rival's hand out of the way and secures the snitch. Gryffindor wins the match. Gryffindor wins the Quidditch Cup. The victory is not just a triumph in the game. It rewards all the hard work, perseverance, and teamwork the Gryffindors have put in the past weeks. For Harry, it means he has at least shown Malfoy on the Quidditch pitch that bullying and foul play won't prevail. The entire Gryffindor team and even Professor McGonagall are in tears. Dumbledore hands them the cup, and the night ends with a euphoric celebration as Gryffindor revels in their hard-fought victory, marking a significant moment of joy and unity in the Hogwarts community. So this chapter is wild. It is an emotional, intense, very well-written chapter, I have to say. Because if you really slow down and you listen, maybe not in the beginning. Like the beginning, yes, there's definitely a lot of emotion, a lot of things going on with Hermione, as we alluded to uh, last week and as Lottie mentioned at the beginning of this episode. But I, I think 
once you get to the Quidditch final, it is wild. I know. I get so pumped when I read about it and the rivalry and the excitement around a game. And it's like the big... I mean, I'm always so amazed how big high school football is here. Like yeah, the entire yeah. town, township area, they all know about it. They all go. It's like a huge event. They sometimes they sometimes have it on TV. It's unthinkable oh, yeah. that yeah. school matches would be on tv in in, in germany in, really yes it's it's so cool crazy though, right because they get to be little stars when they're growing up yeah. and get a feeling of like what is it like to be a sports yeah star. it's yeah. it's really cool for the local community yeah you've yeah. got your local team and you've got your your kids are in that school and there's a history because you maybe as a parent went to that school as well um i, I think one of the moments and we'll get to it later but when harry sort of breaks away and and leads and sort of uh, bust up that that sort of wall of Slytherins. Oh, yeah. And Angelina goes in and scores right as oh, he... Yeah. So as she's heading towards the goal and they see Harry coming in to bust it up, yep. the, literally as the book describes it, the crowd roars. It's yeah. just <laughs> roaring with energy. I, and you I, can I, just, I'm getting goosebumps I know. right now. <laughs> and you can just feel like Harry's just like down on that broom and you can feel every... Like his body is tense. He is leaning into the broom and he is like, he can hear. Imagine if you're Harry and you can hear the roaring around you. You can almost barely hear. It's just like you're just locked in. All of it is feeding your emotion and you're coiled in a yeah. way that you're going to like, you don't care. Like you'll do, th- you'll do things that are like <laughs> nuts, right? That, 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 yeah. that don't make sense. Like when I was on the football field and I played football, like to to rush and hit and dive and sh- oh, like and hear the crowd cheering to go nuts that all you, your teammates yeah that you, that you made that block or you you caught you. that i caught a touchdown pass one time and to hear people roaring i, I was like whoa whoa yeah. especially once i caught it and then i broke a tackle and then i dove in the end zone and everyone's just like roar. i was like i was be i was out of my mind <laughs> yes. was going i felt like i was flying for a hot second i was didn't know what i didn't know what happened spin yeah. move i i don't do spin moves and a spin move came out of nowhere i just yes. did a spin move and didn't even imagine. so i'm imagining if you're on the quidditch pitch and that kind of emotion and energy is there it's just like it just fuels you in a way that's that's wild yeah. and it's very well written because it does if you listen to the crowd bringing in the the, the like lee jordan commentating and everything <laughs> It's just like his so, excitement. Yeah. You get that through the microphone. You get him, McGonagall, and then you get the crowd and you get yeah. everyone. Yeah, it's just, it's huge. It's, it's like huge. all these vibrations. Like, you know, everyone is vibing at the same. You get yeah. that excitement. And I definitely can also relate to that so, so well because volleyball, if we had a big game, big rivalry game sometimes, and you hit that kill yeah. and everyone's like, I mean, you just... You come, what we do in volleyball, always after every single point, even though it's for the others, after every single point, we have this ritual where you come together Mm -hmm. in your circle and you, I don't know, like say something or you cheer together. You, and then this, when you get let out this energy from that kill, you're just like, yeah, yeah. (laughs) You get together in that circle and you just jump together or, you know, high five. And it's just such good energy. Or when you get a really good save, like a dig. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. when everyone already thought it was gone, right? And you right, right. run after it and Out you of get nowhere. it and then yeah. the play goes on. Right, and right. And it's just the, you hear I mean, audience like, yeah, e- even on even on and I know we're just we're, we're diving well sorry we're just diving right into this too but like <laughs> right into the quidditch final like even even when Malfoy grabs Harry's broom yeah. and and it's a foul oh the Slytherins they they love it such a good play good yes. good good play that's how they play yeah it's Terrible, you got to it's like hey he almost got it like you yeah. got to do something you got to do something so actually like, they do he's that in hero. soccer too right they do yeah. that in soccer where if you're the only one left before the goal and if the one of the defenders is fast enough you foul him don't no matter yeah. if you get yellow or red you have you know you try everything not everyone does it but it's it's kind of like the team would kind of expect you to do that because got to you try to, your best to follow him yep, in that put, moment put and, line. and take the penalty because then you still have a chance that he well, misses happens in football receivers wide open down the field and you know if he catches this it's mm-hmm. a touchdown so what do you do you hit him before he has yeah, a chance to. A, yeah. It's a penalty. Yeah. It's a it's a pass interference. You get you know this penalty, but yeah. we have another chance. We 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 only gave a penalty. We we definitely shouldn't have done that. We broke yes. the rules. Um, they should have scored, but now we're making it harder for them to do it again. Like yeah. that, now you have to like. And they're yeah. getting into their heads. That's what the Slytherins really are celebrating. This and you can 
you can read about this momentum of, oh, Gryffindors are losing focus. They're being like so far, they've been up 50 points. Uh, really good. That's what they need because they need to, they can't just win. They have to win by a certain amount of points mm -hmm. to secure the cup. So everything is well, but then Slytherin, that's their way to 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 kind of counter that energy mm -hmm, they're mm -hmm. trying to make them frustrated nervous you lose focus you focus too much on the um on how unfair this this move was right and even yeah. madame who just like outraged i've never seen such a yep, yep. dirty trick before <laughs> mcgonagall doesn't even care what with no, least no. commenting. She's yelling something at the Slytherins. And right. I mean, I imagine as as a Hufflepuff, I'd be in there like, this game is I know. wild. I know. I, I wish, like, <laughs> I can totally see you. I wish we both could just jump into the story and watch this game together because I know you're, yeah. you're such a good sports watcher and oh. general movie watcher because you show so much emotion, so many emotions and, yeah. and like you know, rooting for people. And yesterday you actually called me a couple oh, yeah. of times. You were watching the Bengals game, which was also crazy. And I said to you, remember I said to you, I was like, oh, I wish I could be with you right now, just seeing your emotions. Cause that's so fun to me. Yeah. Just a quick little just... modern day connection here. That was they're <laughs> calling it. They're calling it the catch of the year in NFL. And uh, that's that's the tournament it had. And it was it was T Higgins caught this touchdown pass, and I was just sitting there all alone by myself, and I was literally just hands up in the air, touchdown. <laughs> I was just like I before the referee called it, I was calling it. I yeah. was like, oh my gosh, it's like wow. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I love a good game. I yeah. love a good back and forth battle, just intense. You know, yeah. really highly competitive. When you're blowing a team out of the water, it's sort of like yeah, okay, cool. You you executed, you did your yeah. thing, finish it strong, and be done. Um, and then respect and, and move on, whatever. But boy, this is this this was huge. Even yeah. Snape's down in the front row, just like he's just I don't know. He's he's enjoying his he's joining. Is, is he? He's <laughs> in the front row. He's in the front row of Does, the Slytherin section. Yes, really, absolutely, he is. And he's wearing all green, and he's That's got awesome. this like grin on his face, and he is ready to go. So Can you imagine Snape cheering. <laughs> oh yeah, he, he's he's one hundred percent just like loving the you know Malfoy and what he does he's he's loving the you know the the, the penalties and the scores there's yeah. a few scores so there's actually a momentum shift and Slytherin actually starts to get some momentum and actually imagine this too sorry we're just going to talk about the Quidditch final Please. and then we'll go back to Hermione <laughs> punching Draco which is awesome um but but essentially when when the uh when Draco makes his dive yeah Harry's stomach oh I know drops and I'm going to say something oh, that is controversial, yeah. okay? Yeah. If Harry doesn't have the Firebolt and he has the Nimbus 2000... He probably wouldn't have made it. Yeah. He wouldn't have got it. Yeah. He would not have got the snitch. Yeah. And he's in tune. This 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 Firebolt feels him. They're, they're back and forth. Yeah. Um, Draco is on a Nimbus, Nimbus 2001. Yes, also right? the second, probably the second best broom. Right, and he has a lead, and he had a drop on the snitch. Now, Harry's skill is better. I think he's a better sne mm. uh, sneaker, seeker, <laughs> and I think he, he definitely can make up the time. So even Harry on a Nimbus 2000 and Draco on a Nimbus 2001, Draco would have the better broom but not be as talented, I think, of, 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 a, of a seeker. Harry would be on a lesser broom, but a more talented seeker, and I think it would have been really close, yeah, yeah. but Draco had the drop on, like, caught him, because mm -hmm. Harry diverts his attention to free up the way for Angelina to make that score. Yeah. Because everyone is concerned about that, and he sees it. Oh, they've got her. They're, they're gonna, this is the momentum shifting. He makes a call to forget the snitch for a second, and that's when Draco sees it. And you're like, oh, yeah. crap. Yeah. So it's because of the firebolt that he's able to get back in. Because the Slytherins, their energy when when Draco goes for like imagine Crab and Goyle in that stand going, <laughs> Holy, he's got it. Yeah, like yeah. Draco's on it. Harry's over there. Yeah. He doesn't even see it. No, Draco yeah. made his 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 dive. And then Harry, that's why he gets sick. Yeah. Oh crap. And then everything he has goes into yes. trying to pursue Malfoy and yes. get there and beat him and do whatever. I actually thought. Um, just in the reread, I don't mm -hmm. remember. I didn't remember how it went down, but I thought, oh, is Harry gonna foul him like he fouled? Oh, I know him. Like well, that would have been like it's smart. It doesn't seem to be a foul to just 
Yeah, to knock his hand knock out of the way. Knock your hand out of the way. Right. Because it's cool. I wish This is the moment where I wish we had our video version already. Um, in our, like the edition we have is the Scholastics or probably the American version. Um, probably one of the original yeah. ones with the chapter illustration here. You can see it very well. That's how Harry actually c- catches the snitch. We don't see Draco on here, but he has one hand, like one hand um, punches like, Draco's hand out of the way. The other hand he uses for the snitch. So he has, he doesn't both have hands any, off the broom. Yeah, both hands off the broom while he just dodged a bludger. Like it's all in one illustration. It's really cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. Dodging a bludger, catching the snitch, knocking Malfoy. So it's like, yeah, knock his hand one, away, dodge the bludger, yeah. catch the snitch. All in one motion, yeah. all from behind when he. While he was. Yeah, already accelerating super fast, and now you have to Superstar. also control your yeah. So, so it it was a crazy move. Like controlling that firebolt is another skill, right? That you yeah. have to have. I think if Ron was on that firebolt, he would not have. Yeah, you have to learn it, and master to do it. All that. Yeah. yeah. See, I I brought up the NFL catch of the year because I think this is one of the best moments in Quidditch that we yeah. that we have in, in in all of Harry Potter. Yeah. Yeah. This moment right here is probably the tip tippy top. Yes. And it's, it's just, I mean, yeah, the Ron moment later is pretty freaking cool when he's that's goalie. That's true, yeah, that's like, probably that's, a second. That's yeah. cool, that's cool. But this is this is definitely just Harry being a superstar. Yeah. And it's it's huge. We're, there's more to say about that, especially yeah. the end of it. So we'll come back to that. But um, yeah. to start everything off, uh, we, we're going to go back to a little somber. Yeah, mood. I know. Okay, sorry. Before got the, the soul Quidditch action goes down. Yeah. Um, uh, they got the news about Buckbeak. Buckbeak. Yeah, and... Hermione's devastated, and so they're, um, yeah, it definitely, it definitely cast a, a shadow over, over them, yeah, for sure. Look so. at how the letter Aww. is portra- portrayed, portrayed yeah. in the book. We see the t- Hagrid's tears actually on the letter. Oh my gosh, she's crying. Yeah, oh. yeah, so, so sad. Um, they, they, yeah, and basically this, what this does though, it's, it's very severe. Buckbeak is is sentenced to be executed, and Ron and Hermione uh, forget about their dispute, and they are going to go ba- try uh, to prepare an appeal yeah. if possible. It's this yeah. sort of if, if we can do this, like Ron's now willing to do research. Hermione's willing to. Um, she's extremely smart. She's got a lot going on, and they're putting aside yeah. their studies to save to, you know to save a magical creature's life, right? Yes. I mean, that's exactly what they're trying to do. So anyway, it just it brings them together. They put aside this whole bit with their yes. with Crookshanks and Scabbers and Oh, I know. Uh, Ron doesn't know what to do when Hermione hugs him. He's like, "Okay." Yeah. Uh, please take this girl up. Like, I don't know what to do. Yeah, but he's, at the same time he's yeah. like No, he's I think he's very very happy inside he's melting again. like oh, oh, for sure. Thank goodness. Yes. Like, didn't know how I was going to get to this point. I yeah. Too, sometimes he has too much pride. A lot, like, a I lot know, of us do. a little bit. And, yeah. And he's still at that age where, you know, like, girl, I don't know about girls, you know. Right. Um, what shocks me the most, though, is, uh, and I'm going to read this part real quick, where Hagrid says, it's all my fault, got all tongue-tied, they was all sitting there in black robes, and I kept dropping my notes and forgetting all them dates. You looked up for me, Hermione. And then Lucius Malfoy stood up and said his bid, and the com- committee just did exactly what he told him. So how come that ha- Hagrid doesn't get a lawyer? Like, of course you are so emotional, you can't really defend yourself. Like, you need a lawyer mm-hmm. to make those points, and 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 who has all the dates and and knowledge. And- yeah, here's something interesting. If this were just a hippogriff in the wild, see, I think mm. this is this not to, you know this is kind of like if you if you have a dog or a cat, right? Mm-hmm. Like around here. Um, if a dog gets off of its leash or if it runs away from its owner and it bites someone else, like, yeah, that that owner is taken to court, right? Right, Especially but if you it's have severely, a lawyer, right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. I'm just, what I'm pointing out here is that, like, Hagrid is defending Buckbeak because mm-hmm. Buckbeak um, is part of the herd, right? Yeah. His, his herd. And if it's just a buck, if it's just one in wild mm-hmm. and they tracked it down, they probably, there's no defense. There's True. No, right? I mean. Right, because he's his owner. Right, yeah, so so Hagrid is is, is, is responsible to some degree, but yes, he mounts his own defense. Probably didn't have the uh, the money to do it. Like you wonder, does Hogwarts have its own uh, wizard attorneys? That I sort of know. like the thing is, this was never... this happened on this happened in a class setting. I know he should be what do you call uh, like insur like insurance? It might not for for like for it's not a 
yeah, sorry. He doesn't have to pay him out or anything, but it's kind of crazy. Like we never really hear about any lawyer system in the wizarding world. No. There is no lawyer for the the death eaters that are that are right. put on trial uh back in the day with Barty Crouch. There is no lawyer really for Harry except for Dumbledore who kind of is his, like ends up being his lawyer. Yeah. On so, that day. Uh, so yeah. there is no such thing. What like if you're just defending yourself, it comes down to how well you know the law and how well you can how well of, you can speak. Yeah. Yeah. He does sort of say that it's a you know, it's not his fault, but I mean it's yeah. He does no. feel responsible for it because it didn't yeah. go well. And I don't, I, it seems like the cards are stacked against him anyway, so yeah. it, it doesn't really matter that much. If this attack would have happened on another student, maybe he would have had a better chance, but it happens to Malfoy. And yeah. his father is in touch with a lot of the governing body um, over Hogwarts and then has has uh, sway there at yeah. the Ministry of Magic. So, But this whole incident is such a motivation boost for Harry to beat Malfoy. In the yeah, game. like they talk about how Wood and the rest of the team—they're so determined because for Wood is this last chance to yes. win the cup. Yes, and the rest of the team just—you know—they never won the cup either, so they all want to win. But Harry says he claims to be the one who's the most motivated to win because of Malfoy. Yeah, and when well, he did and Hagrid. actually, it's exactly. So Hermione even—you know—kind of gets at him right a little bit too. So when she, so Malfoy is is basically. Um, still being vile and and disrespectful and is is mm-hmm. sort of gloating about the fact that this is going to happen to Buckbeak and yeah. that's when Hermione encounters him and they're all about to rush at him and Hermione gets at him first and this is what we see in the film the infamous just like boom oh, punch so <laughs> the Hermione punch and it is so whoa. here it's more of a slap like she he just gives him right a classic like slap across the face in the film though she get full I know fist, just in like, the note punch him in, boom. punch him in the nose yeah yeah and. And so it's after that that she's she's really telling Harry like you better yeah you better beat him I could like stand. beat him in yeah. the final like Harry you have to yeah because just we can't stand this it, she no. needs to be knocked down a notch yeah. yeah it's awful and I think Ron probably like impressed they all were going after him and the other thing is like crab and go look what do we do you're not yeah. are you gonna are you gonna Attack hit her back girl? like yeah or... like what's I I know and then he knows he's being disrespectful he knows that this is not something he should have said and that he is yes. also in trouble now as a teacher i gotta say hermione would be in trouble yes. okay flat out so would draco i think there's no teachers around because no, they no. already are leaving like they're already leaving for the castle they're almost there i think yeah almost back to the castle because hagrid turned around and he's trying to like hide his tears but he's sobbing while he walks yeah. back to his hut and that's where draco's like oh look at that blabbering yeah blubbering blubbering blabbering yeah what about blubbering look at him blubber yeah yeah and he's a fool and this is supposed to be a teacher and hermione just loses it and she pulls out her wand i think that's what causes draco to be really careful because he knows how skilled hermione is oh yeah and crab and goyle do too they're no and, so they may be dummies but yeah if the most powerful i mean she is yes. the most powerful <laughs> witch in your class draws a wand on yeah. you and has the drop on you, you ain't doing nothing. No, yeah. I'm, I ain't moving. Hands up. Yep. Especially Whoa. Slytherins. They're self-preserving. Calm Get down, out Hermione. Of here. Yep. Yeah. And they know they're wrong. You know, and I think they also know her heart a little bit and who she is as a person. Like, they went too far. Yeah. And so he's stunned. Like, oh my gosh. Like, whoa. Did yeah. not think, I did not think I would, that I would be able to get to them this way. And it shows you the amount of tension or stress that she's under, right? She's been stressed yeah. with schoolwork. She's been stressed out. She's been very cautious about this whole serious black thing. She's got the time turner, um, all these responsibilities. She's been stressed and strained between her friendships um, with Ron and Harry. And you know, it feels like Prisoner of Azkaban is like Hermione's book. Almost, yeah, I know. It really, because it's all about it's all about her. I mean, in, yeah. in, in a weird way, she's not around for, for, for some of it, but like the moments where she is, she's just kind of doing her own thing and you just feel yeah. like it's... And actually, the whole end of the book is all about Hermione. It's just yeah. all what she does. And it's such a... It's just really cool. I yeah. think it's just really, really her book. And I think I think she learns so much. We underestimate... Like, she's under this immense stress, but she does all her homework. And she finally drops... one of, As we're going to learn, she finally drops one of the subjects she thinks is the least helpful um, in her education. But otherwise, I think she is still a straight A student in all of her subjects. So that means she, she learned so much in this year. Yeah. Um, and I, I always, 
am amazed how much even like especially doing that age when they're like 12 13 14 years old how much the kids grow up yeah in one year it's it's wild it is yeah so um directly following that we're going to kind of just keep in in line sequence of events here for a second Mm. after that because it's an important one so Mm. all that stress and tension is built up and she unleashes on Malfoy and they're like, whoa. So they're impressed. Ron and Ron and Harry are like, what's up? Yeah. They're headed to charms class. Yeah. And Hermione is supposed to be right behind them. Yeah. She's nowhere to be seen. She's she's, she's gone. And so she's she's not there. She didn't turn up for lunch and they realize she didn't she they find her asleep in yeah. the Gryffindor common room. Um and she's like, oh my gosh, what happened? Where am I at? Blah blah blah. So when you get into the time turner situation, yeah. why can't she just Go back in time Ha-ha. and go to that class. Fix that problem and go to the class. She can't because she already did not go. Yes. Because she went to another class. That's the thing. She probably charms was not one of her. The She must have had two or three classes at once at that time when charms is going on. So charms must not have been her first class that she goes to. That's why she missed charms. She must have gone. I don't know what she, where she went. Arithmancy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think she's... She's even like her head's resting on her arithmetic book. So let's say she went to arithmetic, then she just, I don't know, got all this homework and she's like, oh, I'm going to go maybe do that real quick or I'm so tired. I have to uh, go back to the common room for a second. Mm -hmm. And then she forgets to go back in time to go to charms. Yeah. Yeah. Like she usually would. Right. Right. And so, since she forgot, since she, she didn't can't. go. She can't go now because Ron and Harry already witnessed her being not in charm, not being in charms. Right. Yeah. And since something was witnessed in the present timeline, that's the whole paradox of this right. thing. Since they saw that she wasn't there, she can't go back and correct it. Yes, because there's only one timeline. Right. So Every whatever future decision is already in the timeline now. Yeah. Right. Yes. So because I think I brought this up in one of the shorts, <laughs> like. If Hermione or any character or us, the reader or whatever is given to us as like this happened, whatever happened, happened. It's always happened. And there is really, there's no like, you can't go back and change it. If it's presented to us in present time and we, we see that it's happened. And this is what confused a lot of people on my, on my YouTube videos. They were like, what we see in the movie, like Buckbeak is executed. No, we don't. No, we do not. And actually that's, that's the whole point is that. In the moment, Harry, when we're reading, Harry, Ron, and Hermione later on will go up the hill and they they don't, and this is to jump ahead a little bit, they're like, no, we don't they like, hear it. they hear something, yeah. um, they think he's executed, but Dumbledore in the present, yeah. so our, our characters are not privy to what happened right. in they that They don't moment. know that Buckbeak had was they, gone. Had they have actually seen him be executed, yeah. and that would mean that Dumbledore would, then there is no way to go back and save right, him. Right. Same thing I pose with with like if Hermione <laughs> sees something happens to Scab- Scabbers really is, you know, attacked and killed or eaten by Crookshanks. There's mm-hmm. no going back in time to save him. No. If yeah. if you see it happened, it's happened. Yes. So it's sort of the. Um, it's very logical, actually, if you think about it. I mean, it's a paradox, but it's very a logical <laughs> paradox. Yeah, it's it, that makes if, sense. If you're interested in looking this up, it's something that I was like, "What? What is going on here?" Yeah, it's called the self consistency theory. Mm-hmm. So it's basically everything has to main, remain consistent. There yeah. is no loophole. There's no, no way in which you can kind of you're not you don't have alternate alternative timelines. Timelines. So you don't have a splitting timeline where okay, mm-hmm. this time it happened. And you can't undo that on that timeline, but you open up a new one where it didn't happen. Yeah, it's very strange. Yeah. It's 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 such a weird kind of thing to think about. It's yeah. like all of the time traveling that's ever happened, it's already... you will see and witness in the yeah. present. Yeah, there is nothing that will like you're gonna like it's gonna happen and then you didn't see it. No, if yeah. you're walking through straight straight ahead in time, whatever time traveling that's gonna happen in the future is taking yes. place right now in your present, and there is no effect. Yeah. That's going to like, yeah, it's and I crazy. Think, I think that's what how I would imagine it. Because h- how do we imagine sometimes, oh, what if we met this person who came back in time or came from the past or the future? Well, now you've met them. So that yeah. means in your time, I don't know if you were in a certain timeline, but if you say, if you imagine there is no alternative timelines, but it's all woven into that one truth, one reality, right? Yeah. Where it happens. Yeah. yeah. So I just want to read this real quick for just kind of an aside. Um, but I think, I don't know if I pronounced his name right. The um, the Novikov or Novikov 
Mm-hmm. Uh, consistency principle assumes certain conditions about what sort of time travel is possible. Um, specifically, it assumes either that there is only one timeline or that any alternative ti- timelines, such as those um, yeah, postulated by the many worlds interpretation of quantum mechanics, are not accessible yeah so that's sort of when jk Rowling was coming up with like what can i do that's going to be a closed loop yeah. theory like there is no alternate universe and, and that can be created that's the best and way she she could have gone about it sorry yeah because that solves the problem of oh why didn't no one go back on shave harry's parents because they couldn't because no one already did go back like that's the, the reality they faced was harry mm-hmm. harry's parents were killed so no one can go back and change that because no one has done that in the future yeah 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 so that saves the the paradox or problem there right and one of the things too people talk about like one of the uh, yeah so an example of this is you cannot you cannot um will yourself to go back uh to your younger self mm. in uh time travel and do something that would like disable you or um you know prevent you from doing something else like it just it's it's impossible it's in this in this i in in this mint and this uh type of Mm -hmm. theory or principle or whatever so i believe it's like this is the one that it aligns best with a lot of uh, Mm -hmm. people over on on uh on reddit and different places sort of agree that this is the principle that she kind of used to establish yeah her time travel rules although it's different and um the problem is that it's it's very different in uh, what's it called, the book, uh, the play, Curse Child. Oh yeah, Curse Child. Yeah, it's it is a little different. Yes, sorry. Yeah, Curse Child is not um, part of this discussion because they they change up the rules a little bit. Yeah, they change the rules of time travel. So, <laughs> they do. Yeah. Um, but I just ha- had an interesting thought. You know why? I mean, part of it why Hermione and we're going after her. She, she she's kind of in shock. Okay, I miss charms and. She learns that they did cheering charms and she's so certain that this is going to be on their exams. She goes back, apologizes to Flitwick. I'm sure, I'm sure Flitwick knows about her circumstances. So he'll be like, it's okay. Because we, the way I imagine Flitwick, he's a very a good teacher, but also very kind, very like, yeah, yeah don't yeah, worry yeah. about it. We got it. All good. <laughs> and then they go to divinations next. And the reason why Hermione just, can't stand and can't get into this art this mindset and it's it's interesting how how Trelawney talks about it here at the beginning of the lesson but I think part of it is yes someone like Professor McGonagall who's I think a huge role model to Hermione um, also dismisses this subject this magic she's just like oh it's kind of a mm-hmm. not really accurate and stuff plus Hermione has a time travel device. So what does, like, she's like, why do you try and tell the future Mm -hmm. if, you know, I could, I mean, again, she can't go back and change something that's already happened Mm -hmm. in that regard. But I I feel like she knows about how, how gray or like how hard it is to tell really what's going to happen in the future. Yeah. But, What's interesting is that the time turner, time travel, is sort of introduced and mixed in here with uh, divination. Yeah, all in one book. Interesting, right? Yeah. Which is very, mm-hmm. which is a very interesting, yeah, like comparison. We don't really see uh, people using time turners to go forward in time, mm-hmm. right? Divination seems to predict the future, and yeah. the inner eye and the fates are sort of like. And she mentions the fates. Oh, yeah. Have, the fates have informed her <laughs> that, uh, what's she say? Like that the midterm Your or the, the final examination in June will concern the orb and I'm anxious to give you sufficient practice. <laughs> yeah. So maybe she did see that. Like, Hey, that's what I decided. Ow. Wow. Yeah. I mean, in the last episode, I don't know if you guys have noticed this. Lottie has bopped the microphone consistently, consistently. I'm just sitting here like honestly dumbfounded sometimes. She bops the microphone. She hey, I didn't last time. Yes, you did. You really ca- you know how many times you hit the cable? Do you know how many times that you hit this <gasps> Is cable? Is that bad? Yeah, you can hear it. It just like it's a big like bloop 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 bloop. That's why oh. I wear that's why I wear headphones. Oh. That's why I wear headphones because you don't realize all those little things that you do Oopsie. affect the uh, uh the, the, the listener experience. Um 
The Lottie, fates have on. just informed me. Hold that on, I'm, I'm going to do something for, for folks. This is what. So Lottie doesn't. I, so cover your ears for a second. This is what she's doing. She's going. <laughs> hope she hears this in editing. And she'll hear what that sounds like. There we go. Okay. Lesson learned. Um, All right. The fates have informed us, right? That, uh, yeah, that the final is going to be concerning the orb. And uh, just sounds like rubbish, you know, to to Hermione. Like, come on. You just decided that. That was me predicting our future in in Germany uh, because I want to have good coffee and I know what I want to do. <laughs> so I'm hoping yeah. to manifest and make that happen. Okay. Can I read something, though, to you? How she yeah. introduces the crystal gazing um, lesson. Yes. So crystal gazing is a particularly refined art, she said dreamily. I do not expect any of you to see when first you peer into the orb's infinite depths. We shall start by practicing relaxing the conscious mind and external eyes. So as to, oh, Ron Sniggers. <laughs> so as to, as to clear the inner eye and the superconscious. <laughs> Perhaps if we are lucky, some of you will see before the end of the class. <laughs> it's awesome it's awesome i think i would have really actually liked to be in her class i really do i mean i think there's something about about trelawney that i just really like and i think yes. she's cool and i'm also the person who when i see other people snickering at other people i kind of am out i'm yeah. i'm like nah there's a lot that person has to offer and there's really cool aspects about that that individual yeah and i instantly go against the um yeah, all the, all the, uh, like I get the, the majority, if the majority is kind of like, you know, kind of against yeah. her, unless it's something, unless they're valid and there's a lot of, true. Know. and I think but, there's I, the mix of it, like in her class, there is probably yeah. something to it. And there's also probably something that she, she makes it bigger than it is sometimes. Yeah. But I, I think if you, if, if you hear Ron sniggering and then look at Parvati and Lavender's face, they're probably like, oh, yeah. And I think I'd be more like me. them, like Ron, <laughs> Hey, let her, what do you, you know, what's going on? Just, let just because. Let the woman speak. Yeah, let her, let, let her tell the future here. Okay. <laughs> um. Anyway, it's, it's just okay. cool because I always think about different teachers and how different students connect with different um, individuals. And I, I don't care. You know, it's, it's you can't. Everyone's got different things, right? Different mm -hmm. styles that they like. And some kids come into my room, love the style of of teaching and the things that we do. And others are like, "This is what I'm out." Like, and I'm like, "Cool. See, like, there is someone else for you that you can connect with, and you kind of got to move on." Um, but anyway, yeah. so yeah, she, um, I don't know, can I, you can maybe kind of lead us into how this, uh, how, how, like Hermione's exit, yeah. right? From divination. Her, yes. Hermione, uh, definitely has had a day. He's, she's had it with Trelawney for quite a while, but I think this just brings the, you know, how do you say it in English where everything overboils, like the whole... Yeah. It comes to a head. It's yeah. this, yeah. It's, That's, it's just too much now. Right. Because... Trelawney begins again to see the grim and a terrible future for Harry and Hermione's just rolling in her eyes again like what okay right enough's enough and then uh, Professor Trelawney's like I am sorry to say that from the moment you have arrived in this class my dear it has been apparent that you do not have what the noble art of divination requires indeed I do not remember ever meeting a student whose mind was so hopelessly mundane mm whoa Dang. first of all not okay to just tell, you know, tell a student that and then especially Hermione who is acing every single class who's talented and everything else she doesn't want to hear it's almost like you know fly but back in the day when they had flying lessons yeah the only thing just she didn't like she couldn't learn from a book she couldn't get her like I don't know her her mind was just not in the right headspace space whatever uh hermione had like she's like oh you're telling me i'm not talented enough for that oh okay fine swinging the bag over her shoulder almost knocking ron off his chair i give up i'm leaving and to the whole class's amazement hermione strode over to the trap door kicked it open and climbed down the ladder out of sight yep everyone and is can't like can't believe it right bavardi's like uh lavender they're sitting there she that whoa prophecy fulfilled oh i know and it's right it's like trelawney's like uh, yeah 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 i yeah, said i that. told you <laughs> like I knew that. you do you guys see what just happened do you, do, <laughs> do you see that you see let me flex a little bit all right yeah. do you see that so called it called yeah. it <laughs> um i want to say too that as a teacher you know you when a kid does that i have had kids flat out like 
you know, call call you out for your teaching style, what we're doing, blah, 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 X, Y, Z. This, and they have their reasons. They list off all the reasons why this is dumb and I don't need to do this. And yeah. like, you're a bad teacher. Like, this doesn't make any sense what you're teaching us and mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff or whatever. And the more appropriate response is to just basically remind them, here are the directions. Oh, always. Save, like, like, like <laughs> thank you for sharing your opinion. Yeah. It's been heard. And now it's time yeah. for you to attend to the task. Yeah. In my class. Yeah. And that's it. You don't have to, you don't get, don't, the getting into an argument with, no. with your kids. And that's just where, that shows a little bit, I think, for Trelawney, where she's kind of like, uh, okay, maybe she has a point. Yeah. Even if she does have a point, you yeah. got to have yeah. the, uh, it's professional to yeah. not let your emotions take the, take the, take the feedback in stride. And yeah. like, okay, we're not changing all of that right now. We're not going to change all of your, we're not going to wave our magical wand and all of a sudden some, <laughs> you know, a uh, lesson or curriculum or whatever is going to pop out here and just educate you in a way that you think it's not going to happen. Yeah. So the task is X, Y, Z. Yeah. Back to work. Yeah. yeah. Thank you, though. We'll adjust in the future if we need to and move on. Yep. Anyway, I, think, I just want to point out because yeah. it's like to me as a teacher, I'm always thinking like, yeah, <sighs> what, what do you do? What do you yeah. do when a kid sort of says that when they're like, yeah. Frau Kirk, hey, this lesson, pff, garbage. Yes. What, yeah, right? you, you know, like. But also, you're like, you're welcome to leave the class because this is an elective. Yeah, yeah. If you're sure. not interested in my class and what I have to teach you, you're more than welcome to drop yep. it. I often have to say that for some of my stuff too, which mm-hmm. is sort of like mine is remedial. A lot of yeah. my stuff is remedial. And if you think this is like beneath you or you're good, um, here's a couple assessments coming down the line. Yeah. Ace those. Yep. That's the hard one is that I have to put back on kids like, okay, the reason you're in here is because you failed these assessments. Yeah. You're not demonstrating that you do know the things that you're saying right. you do know. And so that's a hard one. I actually, yeah. I have to do that a lot. And then kids are kind of like, you know, they, actually though, I try to motivate them and say like, you know, no, this is where it's at right here. You do well on this. Yeah. You show us where you're at. We're good. You're yeah. you in bounce. You're, you're gone. Um, and that's tough. But anyway, yeah, it's, uh, I don't know, kind of what also good on Hermione D- speak your, speak your mind, drop it, get out of there. I don't know. Yeah. She could have, there's other ways to do it. It's all kind of boiled up as you said. And she's just like, Ugh, I'm just going to yes. say it and I'm out. Bye. Uh, but yeah, there's different ways to go about it. Yeah. I think so many have probably suggested to her in the past couple of weeks and months to drop a subject. And I think there's a lot of pride involved for her to say, I'm not dropping anything. I, I said I could do this. I'm the best student in my year or, you know, I want to learn everything, Mm -hmm. even though some things, they don't come as easy to me where I'm not as interested in it, but there's this huge element of pride. I am not Mm -hmm. going to drop any of my classes. Yeah. And finally she says, I know it's going to be better for my mental health. It's better for my other classes. I will be able to perform better in my exams and everything and just have this headspace. Because for her, it is a waste of time. She doesn't believe in this form of magic, really. Yeah. yeah. So good good for her in this moment to say, okay, it's not for me. Maybe she could have done it in a different way. But she, she was very still very... Like in the movie, it's way more like she just... Um, yeah. But what does she do? The the crystal ball. Yeah. She, yeah, she swats over it and knocks ball. it and it rolls. Like, yeah. Oh, right. I'm out of here. I'm out of here. Bye. And just like, yeah, she almost pretend yeah. like I accidentally knocked it over. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Not sorry. Uh, can I tell you, I had a real time turner situation at school the other day. Okay. I had a student walk up to me and he was like, he was like, Mr. Kirk, I kind of have a problem. Like he's, he's uh, really academically savvy. He's got a lot of goals and ambition. He comes over and he he's like, I don't know, like he's like, I hear all the things I want to do next year, and I know we're coming up to scheduling, and he's he's got them all listed out there. And I literally had to say, I was like, okay, let me. I was like, unless you have a time turner, you can't do all this. <laughs> yeah. And he was like, what do you mean? What do you mean? And I was like, I was like, hold on. And I pulled out a sheet of paper, and I'm like, there are eight slots in a day. That's yeah. it. There are eight 45-minute blocks that you can fill with yeah. class. Unless you know something I don't know, these 11 classes... Don't fit. Don't fit. <laughs> yeah. They do not fit. So yeah. you can pick eight. Well, wow, I want to take all these next year. Yeah. Cool. I figured I don't know. I'm telling you right now yeah. that like you've got eight slots. Um, I don't know. You can maybe <laughs> try to take one after school online. Maybe that gets you in. Take mm-hmm. one in the summer. I'm all, I'm all, I'm all yours. Ooh, but, I wonder if yeah. Hogwarts offers any summer class. I, think I wonder, I or don't, even independent study. I was like, do I they offer know. something like that? Maybe. Because I feel like if they had summer school, Hermione would go too. <laughs> yeah. Now, yeah. Um, as we go into the Easter holiday, 
right? Oh, yeah. We actually have a two-week Easter holiday in between very quick, though, Mm because they all have so much homework. So much homework, so many things to catch up on, essays to write, and what have you. Harry is out there every day uh, Mm -hmm. on the Quidditch pitch attending practice, and we know that the Quidditch final is coming up, and everyone is pumped. Everyone is Highly anticipating this match it's being talked about. I guarantee there was some inside betting going on. Oh, at, for sure. You know, the Weasleys probably had a whole yeah, that whole, whole thing going on with that. Yep. Right. Well, they probably couldn't because they're players and they can't. I also guarantee you that Oliver Wood neglected all of his studies. Oh, for sure. I yeah, guarantee probably. he did. Isn't it his last year though? He probably has to just like isn't it? Oh, he's yeah. I'm sure he's he's got stuff yeah. going on. But I I guarantee you, maybe he had. You know, I always wonder was Oliver Wood dating anybody? I don't know. Or was we he? Don't know. He probably was. Probably, but. but like I wonder if he has like a like a couple of close friends who are just like, hey, Wood, Wood, look, we, homework. We're gonna give you like the summary of what you need to know. Yeah. <laughs> we're gonna tutor you through this. We got not. I'm not endorsing this as a teacher. I'm not saying this is good, but I'm just imagining <laughs> that, that some of them were like, them, "Hey, yes. here's some homework help." Yes, because focus on the game. They want him to win. Focus yeah, on the for game. Sure, like, for oh sure. my gosh! Never realized that Oliver, Oliver Wood and Percy are in the same year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. Yeah, really cool. So, uh, anyway, but yeah, he's 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 determined, and um, this is this is it, man. If they, what does it say? So Gryffindor. Um, how did you put that? Uh, oh, wait. That they have to beat them to win the cup. They have to win by more than two hundred points. Yes, to they win have the to house cup to win the Quidditch cup. The Quidditch cup because yes. of all the points from the previous games and the way things were stacked or whatever, right? Right. Okay. Yeah. Got it. Because probably the points they lost in other games, and if they, yeah, if they just win but less than two hundred points ahead of Slytherin, then they don't win the cup. Gotcha. See, that, that reminds me of like soccer a little bit, where you have a points total, like how how well you beat, how many goals yes, you beat a true. team by. It, it matters. Yeah. Matters. Yeah. If it's it, yeah, and so just winning alone may not may not do it for true, you. True. That happens actually a lot in like um world the World Cup or European Championships yeah. and stuff that you have to because in your group. You have to have a certain amount of goals. Like once you get to the finals, like, you know, mm-hmm. and it doesn't matter anymore. But if you're in your group still playing and you have to be like first or second in your group, then you have like your, your, the amount of goals can sometimes uh, be very uh, important. Right. If you can make it or not. To the so, next round. yeah, as you pointed out in the summary, so he's got to catch that snitch just at the right time. Mm-hmm. And Gryffindor needs to be up by 50 points. Yeah. I mean, Draco could catch the snitch right away and they would win the game and the cup. Like they mm-hmm. don't care. Slytherins, they don't need a certain amount of goals. They could. Right. That's why they can focus on just defending, basically. Yeah. yeah. They don't need to score, and they right. just hope that Draco. Catches Man, that makes niche. it even more intense. <laughs> like even more of an yeah. intense. You're you're really Gryffindor coming from behind. Like mm-hmm. we've got a chance. But we've got to put points yeah. up fast, and then we need Harry to catch this bad boy at the right time. Yeah. Wow. A new rule I learned, by the way, was that you cannot attack the keeper. If the quaffle is not in range, in scoring range, because someone attacks Oliver Wood with a bludger and they get a penalty for it. The Slytherins get a t- t- penalty for it because the, the wait, the quaffle is not in, in, in scoring range. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, I think there are, there are what, there's over 200 some penalties or whatever. So they, yeah, they mentioned that right? at one yeah. point you're like, wow, what are all the, yeah. What can you, what can you do and what can't you do? It seems like there's a lot you can do. Um, because what, we see a lot of jostling and a lot yeah. of different things go down, right. but it, but in this in this match we see more penalties. And That's more penalty why Madame Hooch doesn't teach a lot of classes because she has to keep up with all the penalties in Quidditch. Yeah, <laughs> probably reviewing all the rules. Yeah. So, um, but this this is really cool. We already talked at the beginning of this episode about the energy there yeah. and and the, the different houses: Hufflepuff, Ravenclaw, and Gryffindor, just uh, cheering Luna. cheering for for Harry. Luna probably among them. Yes, definitely. I'm <laughs> sure. I'm sure. So that was that was crazy. So we, we talked about all of that. We talked about how, you know, Harry, um, all the things that he was doing, all the scoring, the back and forth, Lee Jordan, mm-hmm. McGonagall, Snape, uh, the crowd, the roaring, all of it. It's such, it, such, it's so well done. It's just. It is. I love this. Yeah. Part so energetic. Of the so much. Mm-hmm. And, and especially the end. I think I want to read some of the end. Um, by the way, uh, Dumbledore has the cup already there. Like it's already like sitting probably next to him on a yeah. big uh, pedal. Here it is. Pedestal. Pedestal, yeah. Yeah. Here's the cup. Come <laughs> so, and get it. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Um, the end is great because when Harry finally catches the snitch, 
here he goes. So Harry threw himself forward, took both hands off his broom, and he knocked Malfoy's arm out of the way. And yes, he pulled out of his dive, his hand in the air, and the stadium exploded. Harry soared above the crowd, an odd ringing in his ears. The tiny golden ball was held tight in his fist, beating its wings hopelessly against his fingers. Then Wood was speeding toward him, half blinded by tears. He seized Harry around the neck and sobbed unrestrainedly into his shoulder. Unbelievable. I mean, think about that. He's bawling. And then Harry felt two large thumps and Fred, as Fred and George hit them, then Angelina's, Alicia's, and Katie's voices, we've won the cup, we've won the cup, tangled together in a many-armed hug, the Gryffindor team sank, yelling hoarsely back to her. Like, they're all in one big huddle, huddle. on yeah. their brooms, and they're, like, all descent. Uh, Oliver's, in the, like, right on Harry. They're all, like, hands on Oliver. He <laughs> yes. is crying. That's and so good. I guarantee people in the crowd are also, like, like tearing up, especially if you're it's your last year, too, as a Gryffindor. And, and Wood's your friend and you're up there and Percy's probably like in tears. It's just, it's so euphoric. Yes. It's yeah, so crazy. Hagrid, Percy, McGonagall uh, was sobbing harder even than Wood, wiping her eyes with an enormous Gryffindor flag. Unbelievable. And Man. then Ron Hermione, whirls, uh, w- words failed them. They beamed at Harry and it's just, um, and, and I love, okay, let's, let's read the last couple of words because this is so beautiful. If only there had been a Dementor around. As a sobbing wood passed Harry the cup, as he lifted it into the air, Harry felt he could have produced the world's best Patronus. This makes me cry. I know. He's so happy. This is so good. So happy. And yeah, you feel like man. you're on top of the world in that moment. And it's yeah. just like all this happiness and pride and right, right. just relief. Yeah, his emotions. friends are back together too. And like you, yeah. you, there's been all this stuff going on and all this, like like Hermione was wanting this. Everyone seemed to want this so bad and to yeah. need it. Like it felt like Slytherin was like winning the year. Like they were yeah. really just, uh, and, and they were being bullies about it. And they were being yes. smug and they were being... You know, they weren't just being, I don't know, like, yeah, there, there was no um, chivalry. It was just, no, no they were very. Malfoy also was, was kind of the reason why an, yeah. an innocent magical yes, beast yes, gets yes. killed. Yeah. You so know? so all of that seems to, to come to this emotional uh, climax here. And they've, they've had a crazy year. Serious Black sneaking in. Crazy stuff's going down. Yeah. So the school's on edge. And to, to have this emotional, crazy release is awesome and i really felt that in reading and listening to this chapter and i think if you go back again uh and listen to this specific chapter and you want some energy and you want to really just like kind of put yourself in the quidditch pitch this is where it's at this is the chapter that really gets you just locked in it's it's great love it so gosh man oh wow all right thank you so much by the way like this is you know the end of the year and a whole year this is our first year completely where from the beginning to end, we've had Shell Cottage ready because last year, the year before 2022, we just started in oh, spring, wow. right? So this is our first full year of Shell Cottage Radio. And just thank you so much to everyone who's been listening and um, following our podcast or yeah. um, our journey and, and just uh, enjoying the stories with us. And I know like there's ups and downs and, and sometimes life gets in the way like for everybody, but um, we're so, so excited for the next year and really 24 um, we're, we have some big goals and, uh, ambitions and we are so, so excited to bring more content to you guys in different forms and ways and just interact with you. And yeah, yeah. my husband's raising his hand. So. Yeah. I, I think we should <laughs> just, that's a really good point to kind of, um, we, we have this happy euphoric moment here. It's a big shift in this book, right? So it's kind of fitting right. that we're right here at the, at the end of this year, going into a new year. And then we'll finish strong with uh, the rest of Prisoner of Azkaban, and then we'll get into Goblet of Fire. And we're we're wanting to to do more. I think like we've had a very busy year, and we've got plans. They'll be announced later at the end of this school year. You guys will hear some really exciting news. I think for us and for for Lottie and for the channel and just what we're doing. So stay tuned for that. I, th- I think especially if you're a new listener and you're looking back over at our, our, our project and you want to be more involved, there's going to be ways for you to be more involved. There's going to be uh, some more shout outs, some more, some more uh, fun activities, mm-hmm. I think, that will in- increase our engagement with our listeners because that's yes. what it's all about. I think it's really fun and I, I want that experience for, for folks. And so we're working on those things. 
Um, we feel more settled in, as we said last episode, with yeah. our studio and bringing that visual component to you and bringing other things. And we're going to start asking more for your feedback and uh, make improvements and just just keep going, I think, and, and be more... Uh, the, the, our our headspace is going to be yes. more clear, I think, yes. as we go into the next year. And so we're excited about that and uh, can't can't wait to sit. You know, well, just, I, I almost want to say it, but I'm not going to say anything <laughs> yeah. yet. So we'll save it for later. Yes. But just know that we're excited about a lot of cool things coming in the future yeah. in 2024 yes so all right well friends um with that yeah we want to wish you to, we want to wish you a happy new year thanks so much and uh we will be back in uh well yeah we'll see you next year is kind of yeah. what we what we'll say here right so thanks for tuning in to shell cottage radio 94.7 cozy uh we hope you'll join us in the future we thoroughly do enjoy meeting new positive potter people that don't behave like babbling bumbling bands of baboons baboons oh my gosh you almost missed it what's up with that i actually kind of like it because sometimes it changes up the outro people are like all oh, is pre-recorded and it's not we do it every time um yeah yeah over 70 times i have said the babbling bumbling bands of baboons oh, pretty good right uh so yeah anyways if you don't want to miss out on the next episode then be sure to subscribe to our podcast and leave a review and follow over on social media at fleur and bill if you truly enjoy our content consider supporting our growing wizarding family on patreon or apple premium you'll find all the links down below thank you so much to all our current patrons we appreciate you to luna and back <laughs> Uh, don't forget to still enter our giveaway. Simply leave us a review on Apple Podcast. After 50 reviews, we will start drawing our winners. And we have a Tom Riddle Funko Pop, the illustrated version of Order of the Phoenix, and the Hufflepuff edition of Sorcerer's Stone, signed by a true badger over here, a Harry Potter cookbook, and a Shell Cottage shirt ready to be sent out. So don't hesitate. Grab your phone and write a few words on how you like the pot so far. On our next reread episode, we will continue our journey through Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban with Chapter 16, Professor Trelawney's Prediction. We will have a special guest host in the cottage next week to discuss this very interesting Trelawney chapter with us. So definitely make sure to tune back in next time. And until then, have a wonderful rest of your week. Thanks for joining us in our Shell Cottage today. We know it's not much, but it's home. <laughs>